I'm not pulling out the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work at home edition. So it is snowing today. So uh, normally I would have been driving to work, but I'm not because uh, there's lots of snow and I live on a hill. Uh, so anyway, uh, I thought I would do... Um, uh, it's easier to do card referencing when I'm at home than I am in the car. So I thought I would talk a bit about the history of something uh, and then with lots of access to cards. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the history of artifact destruction. Um, so the interesting thing about artifact destruction is we eventually came to some terms on what did things where, uh, but there was a lot. It It is not... Um, it took a while for us to get there. Uh, we did not start... like the, the A lot of the history of early magic and artifact destruction is... We're trying lots of different things. We're kind of all over all over the place. So I want to sort of walk through and talk a little bit about where we're at and what we did uh, and how we eventually got to some conclusions. But it, it took us a little while to get there. Okay, so Alpha comes out. Uh, there are three cards in Alpha that can destroy an artifact. Two of which are common and one of which is an artifact. It's rare. Um... But I'll get I'll get to I'll get to that one in a second. So the two commons is you have disenchant one in white destroy target and artifact or enchantment, uh, and since shatter one in a red destroy target artifact. First off, by the way, before I get to the artifact, something very interesting about this. So uh, if you look at the actual text and the actual cards printed in Alpha, uh, the original rules text for disenchant is target enchantment or artifact must be discarded, and the text for shatter is shatter destroys target artifact. So you look at disenchant, you're like, oh, the technology didn't exist yet to target an artifact. And like, no, it existed. It was on Shatter. Um, but other than not getting the cooler template, uh, disenchant really makes Shatter look pretty bad, right? Like for two mana, you can destroy an, an artifact in white or in red. But if you do it in white, you also get the option of destroying an enchantment. Now, I get that red doesn't destroy enchantments. It's part of its weakness. I, I don't want... It's not that I want Shatter to destroy enchantments. I just, like, why does this cost two mana? I remember the first time I saw it, and I saw... I think uh, I saw Disenchant before I saw Shatter. And then I was, like... I was trying to understand, like, oh, Shatter's just... Red's worse at this? Like, I was trying... You know... Uh, but anyway, that always... That puzzled me. And the interesting thing is... the I tried... when I When I walked in the door in 95 to get a one-mana Shatter, and I eventually did do it, um, but I did not do it, I think the, it's not until Guild Pact, which was, when's Guild Pact? Um, past 2003, because I, I took over in 2003 as head designer, and uh, Ravnica was the first uh, set that, uh, block that I led um, while I was head designer. Um, and so this must have been 2004? I mean, maybe we, maybe we worked on it um, yeah, no, no, because I took over in 2003, and we were, uh, okay, so, anyway, it took eight years to get to, and, and it took even longer than that to just get the simple version, uh, Smelt, which is just a single red, instant destroy target artifact, wasn't until Magic 2013, which was another year later, so, like, it took ten years, almost, I think, to get to get shatter as the cost it's supposed to be. Anyway, that was uh, one one of my many uh, tasks in artifact destruction. Anyway, okay, so let's 
Let's go back. So, um, we have Shatter, we have Disenchant. So, very early on, it's an alpha. White can destroy artifacts, red can destroy artifacts. Uh, the other one was Nevenroll's Disc, which was a rare four mana. Um, so, basically, it was one in tap. Uh, destroy all... all uh, Nevenroll's Disc enters the battlefield tapped. One in tap, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. So, it destroys all permanents but lands. Um, and... Uh, well, Planeswalkers weren't a thing at the time. Um, anyway, uh... And it, it was the first time we had mass artifacts. So Alpha introduced the idea of destroying artifacts. I had pinpoint artifact destruction, had mass artifact destruction. Uh, it didn't have something that only destroyed artifacts. We'll get to that in a second. Um, okay, so we, we start on and we're like, okay, artifact destruction, it's white, it's red. Okay, we're, we're figuring this out. Next, okay, Arabian Nights comes out. Literally no card in Arabian Nights destroys an artifact. You can't destroy an artifact. One of the interesting things, by the way, as we look at these early sets, is limited really just wasn't a thing. Now that limited is a thing, now we think about limited, we have artifact destruction at common in every set, in multiple colors, usually. Um, and so the idea, like the, like the idea you would do a whole set and just, there's no way in that set to destroy artifacts, just was a very different way of thinking because limited just wasn't how we built it. Anyway, we get to Antiquities. Antiquities has an artifact theme. It's the very first set that has a mechanical theme. It's artifacts. So, of course, it's got some artifact destruction. It has four artifact destruction cards. Uh, none in white, interestingly. Um, two in red. One in green. One in black. So, we'll start with the red ones. So, Detonate is X and R. Uh, X and red. Um, sorcery. Destroy target artifact with mana value X. It can't be regenerated. Detonate deals X damage to that artifact controller. Uh, real quickly, it can't be regenerated. There's this weird thing. So when Richard made Alpha, he made a card called Terror, and Terror destroyed a creature and it couldn't be regenerated. And the idea, I mean, like, I think Richard was trying to get some flavor or something. For some reason, for a long time, most destruction effects had this can't be regenerated on it, which is kind of crazy since one of the reasons that regeneration is so it can live through destruction effects. So anyway... Um, so detonate, uh, just not only destroys an artifact, but allows you to do damage to its controller equal to the mana value. Um, and so that's the first time it's sort of, it's not just an artifact, but it's an artifact plus another ability, right? It, it can do damage. Um, the other red thing is Shatterstorm, two red red, and it destroys all artifacts. Obviously, they can't be regenerated because it has to be there. But, so it's the first simple sort of, um mass artifact destruction card that doesn't destroy other things. I mean, obviously, never all this existed, but that kind of blew up everything. Finally, you know, in, in the artifacts that were like, well, because um, in um, Alpha, there was Tranquility that blew up all the enchantments. So while there wasn't pinpointed enchantment removal for some reason in Alpha, it did blow up all the enchantments. So uh, finally, Shatterstorm makes it say, okay, now we have blow up all the artifacts. Um, okay, it also puts it into two new colors. So, Crumble is a green, uh, costs one green, it's an instant. Destroy target artifact, can't regenerate, of course. Uh, that artifact's controller gains life equal to its mana value. So, it's kind of like a source of plowshares for artifacts that allow you to destroy an artifact. And then, now the neat thing about Crumble was, uh, this actually saw a bunch of play. A, because it was one mana removal for artifact, because red somehow couldn't remove for one mana. But green, the, what's the first color to remove for one mana? Green. Um... And it also allowed you sometimes to destroy your own artifact if you needed the life, which happened in tournaments some of the time. Finally, we get the weirdo here. Gates of Phyrexia. Black, black, enchantment. The first enchantment to destroy artifacts. Uh, sacrifice one of your creatures during your upkeep. Oh, sorry, I'm reading the actual card. Let me read the uh, Oracle version. Enchantment. Sacrifice a creature. Destroy a target artifact. Activate only during your upkeep and only once each turn. 
so this is, I think early in Magic, the color pie wasn't quite as settled. I think we've done a lot of things to sort of make it, you know, like early Magic went card by card and did a lot of cool things in the flavor of the card. And the color pie matched the general sense of the flavor. So the color pie was definitely there. The philosophies were there. But it took us a little while to sort of, much like the rules, like it took us a while to make sort of rules that overarched everything rather than making every rule to match the card as you made it. Uh, and the color pie was kind of similar. Um, now, Gate Phyrexia isn't the only black card to destroy artifacts. There's a couple more, but um, none of them are particularly good. And really, black sh black is not... It's supposed to be a weakness of black. Black's not supposed to be destroying artifacts. So, uh, Gate Phyrexia was a... I assume it was done as a top-down flavor, but... Uh, anyway, it's a break. Shouldn't be doing it. Okay. Next, we get to um, our third set, Legends. And Legends, um, again, there's a white removal, uh, a divine offering for one and a white. You can destroy an artifact and gain life equal to the mana value. And there's Floral Spasm. So, so, so far, we've had instants that destroyed artifacts, sorcerers destroyed artifacts, artifacts, enchantments. But finally, we get a creature. So actually, creature was the fourth creature, sorry, the fifth creature type. Uh, if you want to go the order by which uh, creature types destroyed artifacts, instant and artifacts were first, then enchantments and sorcery, and then finally uh, creatures. So Floral Spasm costs three and a green. It's a 2-2 creature. It's an elemental, although at the time it was a spasm. Uh, whenever Floral Spasm attacks and isn't blocked, you may destroy target artifact defending player controls. If you do, Floral Spasm assigns no combat damage. Early in Magic, for some reason, saboteur effects were when you do combat damage, do something. The early saboteur effects made you give up the damage in order to get the effect. So, oh, if Floral Spasm hits you, I can do two damage, or I can destroy an artifact. Now, one of the funny stories about Floral Spasm is uh, the actual written version of it that got printed in uh, Legend said, if Floral Spasm attacks an opponent and is not blocked, then Floral Spasm may choose to destroy a target artifact under that opponent's control and deal no damage. So what I used to do when I played Floral Spasm, when I did play Floral Spasm, is whenever I would uh, do the damage, and I would give up the damage, I would go... Okay, Floral Spasm, what artifact would you like to destroy? Yes? Oh, okay. Well, Floral Spasm says, you know, and I, I would pretend like Floral Spasm got to pick it. Um, so the other interesting thing is uh, a couple things. So um, th this is the first creature. Um, we then get to the Dark, which comes next. Uh, the Dark has um, the card uh, Dust to Dust, one white, white, uh, exile, two artifacts. Uh, it's the first time two things happen. One, it's the first time that exiling happens, where we're exiling an artifact. Rather than destroying an artifact, we're exiling it. Uh, and the second thing, it's the first time in which it destroys two, not up to two. If you only have one, you can't destroy it. You must destroy exactly two. Um, and also, there's Scavenger Folk. Uh, scavenger Folk um, is... Where's Scavenger Folk? Scavenger Folk is green for a 1-1. One, one. Uh, and he is uh, human, a tiny scavenger folk. Uh, green and tap, sacrifice scavenger folk, destroy target artifact. Um, so green, once again, gets the second creature that gets to deal with artifacts. And this is one that, this was another one that saw some play, because early on you could drop it on turn one, and then you could wait around until you find the thing that you, you wanted to destroy with it. Um, now the interesting thing is, as you can see, now, the, the stories we look at early artifact destruction is... We are, uh, Legends is the, th or sorry, Dark is the fourth set in. So we're five Magic sets in. Alpha plus four expansions. Uh, Magic's not even a year old. Or just, sorry, just slightly over a year old. So it's, it's, 
just had his birthday a month or two before. And um, we have artifact destruction in every color but blue. And in multiple cards in every color but black and blue. Um, and so, you know, definitely it's like we're still trying to find our feet. You know, there's not there's not a lot of rhyme or reason yet in what's going on. Um, uh, in Ice Age that follows the dark, uh, we get Yokel Hops, which is four red red. Uh, and you get to destroy all artifacts, creatures, and lands. And it, it can't be regenerated, of course. Um... And so I think we start to establish that Red, like if you notice in the early ones, Red is doing it more than anybody else. Uh, you know, Red has the most destruction spells, and Red seems to be the mass artifact destruction color. Um, what we eventually decided was that green and white can have some access to it, but really Red was king of it. But anyway, it takes us a while to understand sort of what's going on. Um... And the one through line that sort of happens in the early days is you see green, you see white, you see red. You see more red than you see anything else. Um, you do see the occasional black. Like in Mirage, we have Frexian Tribute. Two in a black, sorcery, sacrifice two creatures, destroy target artifact. Um, or sorry, as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice two creatures. Um, so I think this is idea early on that the way you show that something is not good at it is make a really bad card. Three mana and sacrifice two creatures, destroy one artifact. Um, but what we found is making bad cards does not communicate the color doesn't do something because players, on average, not all players, but most players aren't great at determining rate. And what they see when you see it on a card is, oh, it does this. And the idea is, well, some cards are bad, some are good. Like, having a bad card doesn't really communicate the color doesn't do it. Not having communicates the color doesn't doing it. And so one of the things we started being better about is trying to be careful about when and where and how we represent stuff. Um, but anyway, um, you definitely see cool stuff happening. Oh, uh, and alliances, a little funny story in alliances. So there's three artifact destruction in alliances. Uh, Gorilla Shaman, Red... Uh, it's a 1-1 one, one, uh, Ape Shaman. And then for XX1, uh, destroy target non-creature artifact uh, with a mana value of X. Uh, I think the card was made mostly to destroy um, Moxes. Uh, they call it Mox Monkey. I think this is his nickname. Uh, and then there's Primitive Justice, one in red. Uh, and it's a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast a spell, you may pay one R and or one green any number of times. Destroy target artifact. For each additional... Uh, one R you paid, destroy another target artifact. For each additional one green you paid, destroy another target artifact, and you gain one life. So this is kind of uh, early kind of kicker stuff that before kicker was a thing. And in fact, it's kind of multi-kicker, or it is multi-kicker, essentially. Um, but the, the, anyway, the funny story is, uh, uh, and the set also had pillage, by the way. One red, red, uh, destroy target artifact or land, can't be regenerated. Um, two of the three cards in alliances were apes. Because there's this little flavor. There's these apes in the set. And we decided it was funny that the apes hated technology. And so we made the two cards that destroyed... Uh, or we made two of the cards that destroyed it reference apes. Um, so there's this little tiny theme. It pops up from time to time. But it, that's where it stems from. If you ever see uh, uh, apes hating things uh, that come from there. Anyway, um, we start... You start seeing green get more and more artifact removal. Um... Probably the one that, uh, the, the, so we get to Visions. Visions did two things that really started putting green on the map. One is it made Creeping Mold, two green green, 
uh, sorcery, destroy target artifact lander enchantment, and made Octavia Orangutan. Two in a red. When Octavia Orangutan comes into play, destroy target artifact. Two, two. Um, so the idea or, uh, comes to play is enter the battlefield. Sorry. Uh, old school template. Um, so Creeping Mold said, wow, green can really start doing some flexibility. Like the reason Creeping Mold was good is, oh, I have a lot of flexibility what I want to do with it. Uh, and Octavia Orangutan was just, hey, it's a creature with an effect, uh, you know, uh, Vision was the first set that had Enter the Battlefield effects. And it was pretty efficient. And so Green, uh, along with uh, Crumble, Creeping Mold, Green started becoming much better at uh, dealing with artifacts and started taking a little bit more of a slice of the pie. Also interesting, Hearth Charm, by the way, uh, is in Visions. Uh, the Charm started in Mirage and then they show up again in Visions. One of the modes is Destroy Target Artifact Creature. It's just the ever-niddling of, like, one mana just can't destroy an artifact in red. It took a long time to do it. Um, we, 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 we started teasing that. I know uh, Goblin Vandal in Weatherlight, uh, R for 1-1, one, one, and instead red mana, destroy target artifact, defending player controls. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, so, I'm, I'm trying to read the Oracle text to you. Um, so, you, uh, whenever Goblin Vandal attacks and isn't blocked, you may pay red. If you do, destroy target artifact, defending player controls, and assigns no damage. So, it's like Floral Spasm, but it's a 1-1. One, one. Uh, at least it costs one red mana and can destroy an artifact, although not exactly an instant. Um, so, there's definitely... Uh, so, anyway, so, sets go by... We're definitely making different things. So finally, we get to Shattering Pulse. So Shattering Pulse was in Stronghold. Shattering Pulse said one in a red, buyback three. Uh, you may pay an additional three when you play the spell. If you do, put it in your hand instead of your graveyard as part of the spell's effect. Destroy target artifact. Now, this card had a giant fight. You'll notice it's one our interest in destroying artifact with buyback, right? It's just better than Shatter. And I remember people going, we can't do this. It's just better than Shatter. And I, I remember being in a room and going... Okay, Shatter's horrible. Why can't we make better than Shatter? Why is why is like somehow Shatter this thing we can't make better than? It's a bad card. We can make better than a bad card. So, um, I I uh, I mean I I, I had some allies in this fight, but we won, we won this fight. Um, but I think Shattering Pulse was the first sort of like okay, we're gonna make better than than Shatter. Um, so anyway, so one of the things interesting is many years go by. Um, definitely, I mean, red, red becomes the primary artifact destruction color, but there's a lot of debate between white and green who's supposed to be doing what. And there's a lot of back and forth on that. So the interesting thing is, this goes on for a while until we get into, um, Onslaught. So Onslaught, uh, when was Onslaught? Onslaught was, um... Onslaught, so I, um, okay, so this is like, Invasion was 2000, so Onslaught's like 2002, maybe? So, we're talking seven-ish years after Magic came out, where I finally said, okay, guys, look, I, I think we need to be a little more orderly. Like, we really have been all over the place as far as what was doing what with Artifact Destruction. And so I made a pitch. I said, okay, guys, here's what we need to do. What if... Here's a crazy idea. What if red had a common Artifact Removal spell? What if white had a common Enchantment Removal spell? 
and green had a common green uh, uh, green had a common um the one that did either uh because at the time naturalize was a white thing and i made the pitch to make naturalize and i'd say disenchant was a white thing and i argued to make disenchant green that core should be green to be naturalized um and so and it was a big it was a big talk at the time and basically what i said is look we want to have some balance right now is sort of like we 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 didn't have pinpoint enchantment instruction a lot of the time um let's just sort of finalize those and the argument i made was green was anti-artifice you know and green was while because if we made red, well, red had to be artifacts. Red can't destroy enchantments, um, and we didn't black. We didn't want black destroying enchantments. That was a weakness for black. Blue wasn't supposed to destroy permanents. So, like, okay, green, white, and red are the right colors. We like red as being the focus one. Red can't be the color that destroys artifacts or enchantments, and it just made a lot more sense to let green have that flexibility since white. One of white's things was we liked white having a lot of answers but sort of segregated. Um, now, interesting what would happen is we, for years and years, the common had a white en- enchantment and red had a common artifact rule and then green had common naturalized. Um, eventually what happened was we started getting to the point where um, we, were, we were trying to make more utility cards that have less sideboard cards. And so one of the things is we started just putting more modes on cards as a general thing. And as we started doing that, there's this desire to bring uh, Disenchant back. Um, And so we started making uh, Naturalize Plus, started making cards that do Naturalize but more. And our rule right now is that both green and white have access to it. Both green and white can make cards destroy either, but we let green be a little bit stronger at it than white. So within one set, I mean, not that any, I guess, in any one set, who who knows, but overall, on average, we want green's effects to be a little bit better than, than white's. Um, and we finally, uh, after a few early days, we solidified that black just wasn't able to destroy artifacts. We do let black destroy your own artifacts. You can sacrifice artifacts, uh, like Rats of Wrath from Tempest lets you destroy your own artifacts. That's fine. Um, but anyway, so one of the things that's been really interesting is, um, when you look through the history of sort of all the different artifact destruction spells, um, you know, there, there, there's... We very early on sort of cemented the idea, okay, there's three colors for removal. For some reason, it took us a long time to do that with enchantments. We only recently, like a couple years ago, added black in, realizing that, you know what, you actually want to have multiple answers to any one type of threat. And that for card types, hey, we probably want to have three colors that can answer it. And so um, that's why we finally put enchantment removal into black. Um, Okay, so I thought what I would do for this next part... uh, is just talk about some individual stories from some artifact removal design cards. Um, Okay, so what do I start with? Um, Let's talk a little bit about Crash. So Crash is from Arcadian Masks. Um, So it costs two and a red. It's an instant. Um, You may sacrifice a mountain rather than pay the spell's mana cost, and you get to destroy target artifact. Um, so I remember there was a theme, I made this card, um, there was a theme in Mercadian Masks of alternate costs, uh, and so we did, I think we did more pitch spells, the things that first showed up in alliances, um, and the idea I liked was, 
Uh, well, one of the things we said is, okay, we want to make sure that you're not playing things out of color. So, hey, I have to discard a card of the right color. That's how you do pitch spells. And so I pitched the idea of what do you sacrifice the land? Um, and so this was, okay, well, what's a nice, you know, what's something that's we want to do that, you know, it it be, might be nice that it could be free, but you know, I'm willing to sacrifice a mountain. And we decided that an artifact destruction spell might might work well. Um, uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, and then, by the way, in the same set, so Crash is common. At Rare, we made Pulverize. And Pulverize, uh, you can cast it by sacrificing two mountains and then destroy all artifacts. Um, it is interesting looking back at those two cards, being that they're clearly mechanically connected. It's kind of interesting that uh, flavorfully, they're really not... Crash and Pulverize, I mean, they're both words to destroy. But, like, one is, I think, the Weatherlight running into a tree... Um, and the other is like this giant, I don't know, pink elephant thing attacking somebody. So, um, okay, let's see. Um, obliterate. Um, so obliterate, so, um, obliterate is six red, red sorcery. Obliterate can't be countered, uh, and then it destroys all artifacts, creatures, and lands, and they can't be regenerated. Um, okay, so what happened was... When I first came to Wizards, um, one of the things was I had this mono green deck, and I just could not. And I, I made a mono green deck and a mono blue deck. Um, and I used to, uh, this was in the early days, right? This was before there were regular tournaments, or the tournaments were very limited. So I didn't have a lot of people to play with. None of my friends played Magic. So I made this mono green deck and this mono blue deck, and I used to play them against each other. And the idea was I'd play both sides, but I would try to, like, act like I didn't know what the other side was doing. I would say, well, assuming I know this and not that, what would I do? Um, but anyway, one of the problems I ran into was Mono Green had a real hard time dealing with Mono Blue. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to make a card that answered it. And so the first thing I did is I made a, a creature with protection from Blue. Um, but then I realized that you could counter it, and so, like, Blue had an answer to it. They just countered it. And so I said, well, what if it couldn't be countered? And so I made that. So the card ended up calling Scragnoth. Uh, and I just said, okay. And then I, they had this crazy template they wanted to put on it. And I just argued and argued, argued to be can't be countered. But anyway, once can't be countered got into the game, uh, I, one of the arguments I made is I thought can't be countered should be in both red and green. Why? Those are the enemies of Blue, and Blue's the counterspell color. So the idea we ended up landing on is that green had um, can't be countered mostly for creatures, and red had it mostly for spells. So we were making this giant spell that destroyed everything. Um, and so the idea I liked was that you couldn't stop it. Um, and that, you know, so the idea was it, it, it's such a powerful thing that you can't even counter it. It destroys everything except the lands, and you can't even counter it. Um, the other interesting thing about this, by the way, is one of the saddest stories ever. Um, Baron is the father of Hannah. Uh, he was the, like, right-hand man to Urza. And Hannah dies in the story. Uh, this actually is an invasion after Hannah's death. Uh, and Baron is so upset at his daughter having died that he goes out and he casts a spell that just obliterates a giant amount of, um, I'm not sure where he is when he does the obliterate spell. But anyway, it's showing him in his grief Casting Obliterate and, um, I don't know, very, uh, okay, next up, um, 
artifact mutation. So this was in also an invasion. So it's red and a green instant. Destroy target artifact. It can't be regenerated. Put X one one green sapling creature tokens into play where X is its mana value. Um, so one of the things that I, I liked the idea was um, we were doing multicolor because invasion was a multicolor. Uh, and I'm like, well, red and green can both destroy artifacts and red and green can both make creatures. Although red's, you know, red's a little better at, um, or I guess red did more of destroying artifacts. Not that green was bad at it. But anyway, I love this idea. So we made actually, uh, well, was it a pair? I'm not sure whether it was a pair. But anyway, we made artifact mutation and so it, it sort of blows up and makes little creatures. And I was, I was, I like when we can make things that take you in different directions. Like the deck, like obviously there's a lot of decks that want answers, want to destroy artifacts, but this thing doesn't just destroy them, it produces something. And so if you're going to put it in your deck, you're like, well, I'm going to make a lot of one ones. What do I do with that? And so I like the idea that it, it forces you to think about something in a slightly different way. Um, and that's something I always appreciate in that I, we have to make a lot of cards. We have to do a lot of artifact destruction cards, for example. If we can make things that make you think about it in a slightly different way, uh, I think that's always pretty cool. Um, oh, Smash. So Smash is Mercadian Masks. Um, so Smash is two in a red, instant, destroy target artifact, draw a card. So this is another, uh, in my step to try to get us closer to, um, to a single mana, um, uh, shatter. So, uh, normally the way it works is when you make a cantrip spell, you add two mana. So, if we were making a cantrip shatter, well, shouldn't it be three in a red? Uh, but I argued that shatter shouldn't be one in a red. It should be red, which means the cantrip of it should be two in a red. And I somehow convinced enough people that they made it. Um, it is very, very funny as, as, as we go through the history of, I can just slowly see me like little by little trying to get us where we need to go. Um, okay, my last card here. Uh, it'll be Glissa Sunseeker. It's a fun story. Uh, then, I, and then I realize I'm almost out of time. So Glissa Sunseeker, two, two green green. Uh, it's a legendary creature. Um, she's at first strike. Tap, destroy target artifact. If its mana value is equal to the amount of unspent mana you have. So she cares about how much mana is in your great bowl. She was the main character of the Mirrodin book, and I really wanted to make a fun card for her. And so I wanted to do something that was a little bit different. So I decided that I was going to look outside the box. Um... I liked the idea that she could destroy artifacts. She was a green creature, um, and it made some sense with the story. Uh, but I wanted a, a way that sort of reined her in that was different. Uh, and then we came across the idea that we had never really used unspent mana as sort of, uh, you know, something to, to monitor effect size. Uh, and I was really happy with this card, and I'm happy with how it came out. Um, and, and she showed up in Mirrodin. Interestingly, by the way, in Mirrodin, it's funny that we're ending on Mirrodin, we brought Shatter back in Mirrodin because we thought it was funny that um, we, brought, we brought back both Shatter and Terror, which were both in Alpha, but uh, uh, Terror can't destroy artifacts. And obviously in Alpha, uh, Terror was way better than Shatter. But in this set, they were a lot closer. Not that Terror was bad. He destroyed plenty of things. Um, but we liked the idea that we brought it back and that the, the relative power was very different. That Shatter was stronger than normal because of how many artifacts there were. And, and Terror was worse than normal because of how many artifacts there were. Um, and anyway, we thought that was cool. Anyway, I hope what today's podcast is sort of showing you is that the uh, even something as simple as artifact destruction took some time to find its feet um, it took a while to figure out where to do and what colors and how to do it. And, 
you know, even just in the, the best way to execute all the different things. It just, it, anyway, I, I like going back and looking at history and sort of seeing how things played out. Uh, so it was sort of, anyway, I find it interesting today. So I hope you all found it interesting. But anyway, guys, uh, I somehow made it through the snow to work uh, by not leaving my house. But I'm now at my desk, so we all know what that means. Means uh, instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the history lesson, but it's time for me to go. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.